What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Today, things are getting a little freaky, so stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood here on the Popcorn Talk Network. We are so excited. We've got the creepy mu- music playing. And, uh, ooh, look at that little picture up there. Yeah. That's Mom. a little much. <laughs> But we're so excited. We are going to be talking about Freakish Season 2. A lot of these guys came in on Season 1, and we're so excited to have them back. And we have some new faces for this cast. And in the meantime, we are getting ready to talk about it. Where can everyone find you guys on social media? Hi, I'm Tyler Chase. I play Barrett on Freakish. And you can find me at Tyler Chase Official. Ooh. On Instagram. On Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Official. <laughs> you got to plug which one it is. And that's the website that you can find it on. Yeah. Uh, I'm Megan Rinks. I play Zoe Parker. And you can find me just at Megan Rinks on everything. All right. I'm Brant Doherty. I play Jake on Freakish, and you can find me at Brant Doherty. Uh, I'm Leo. I play Grover on Freakish, and uh, my Instagram and Twitter are a bit of a call and response. One is, who is Leo? Which the one's that? Is, uh, my Insta- mm-hmm. Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we know. Who is Leo is my Instagram, and my Twitter is, I am Leo Howard. Wow. <laughs> That was done that unintentionally. Was so it's almost like you were wondering, <laughs> yeah. like, who am I? And then once you made your Twitter, you're like, I this am. Is who like, I, I am. know who I am. And found your identity. Thank wow. God, I figured out who I am. Right? <laughs> Thanks, <awesome>. Twitter. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, I'm Ryan McCartan. I play Oliver Keller on Freakish. And where can they find you on social media? That's right. So on Twitter, I'm at Ryan McCartan. Um, on Instagram, shout out to whoever took at Ryan McCartan. Someone took it. That's awesome. So I'm at M-C-C-A-R-Y-A, which was my login in high school. All right. That, how do you say that as a word? Mickey Art. Macaria. Oh. Because it's half my last name, half my first name. Oh, I hate Tell us how you I mean, No, that's my boyfriend's. All of his handles are like that. I'm like, none of this is your name, but like this is like combined. I hate it. That's amazing. I don't get it. That's well, well apparently, yeah. or not. I <laughs> guess the choice. choice is yours. <laughs> All right, and you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. Woo. Let's jump in. We're here for season two. Yes. So exciting, and I'm glad you can make it this time. Oh, I know. I'm excited to be here. I don't here. know what happened last time. You just you just Barrett did not want to come out. I guess I guess not. Yeah. Um so when did you guys figure out when season two was happening when was this like a thing because it took a while was it january well there were rumors for a while um i think like people we get people who were other people other actors on the show who are currently working were having to ask other productions for availability and stuff Mm. so we were hearing like whispers about it and those of us who are like seriously unemployed i was like well whenever anyone else hears please just let me know because i don't have to clear any dates with anybody um so yeah i think it was i think it was probably january we heard in the new year and then i think it was officially set probably like january february february probably yeah that's awesome where you were do I remember where I was? You remember where I was? Where was I? No, I don't. I was just... Oh. I mean, from the sounds of it, you were probably... At no, home. no, there was nothing yeah. behind that. There was nothing behind that. I was just curious. Well, you were, like, on, the, you were on, your, uh, on your road trip. I was literally on a motorcycle. Yeah, no, you called me. You called me. Yeah. And I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think we all, we all faced You know what? You were probably at home um, recording Knitting? your podcast. Yes. Don't blame me. Oh, thank you for that promo. Yeah, with you the special guest last week. Yeah. Well done. I heard well about done. that. Was yes. that fun? Oh, it was a blast. I love giving my opinion where it's not welcomed. Uh, I, me too. It's one of my favorite things. Assuming that people care about my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always cares. unwelcome. So. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm used to it at there this point. So I just give it anyway. We've they are like buttholes after all. I like white. Everyone has one. That's my opinion. There you, you. Yeah. there you go. There you go. Um so obviously there are some new characters that we have in this season. There's actually quite a bit of new characters mm-hmm. in this season. Quite a there few. Is. So whenever you found out that there was gonna be an addition, were you kind of confused? Like are these kids who are just like stuck in the high school that were like stuck in a random room, or did you know that there was gonna be outsiders kinda coming in? 
I mean, I got terrified when I saw Saxon because I was like, oh, God, there's two blondes. One of us Uh-oh. has to die. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I was terrified. But so The way the season ended, uh, the first season, you see a bunch of unidentifiable people walk into the school. Yeah. And so, yeah, we all knew that there was going to be new people. Didn't know, you know, there was going to be multiple groups. Didn't mm-hmm. know if they were going to be good, bad, you know. So uh, it was a surprise for all of us, but we knew that there was going to be a new group thrown into the mix. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We were excited about it. And Brant and Ryan, we actually are some of the newest characters. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your character and their background? Uh, I played Jake. He is known for his heavy, heavy beard. Yes. Mm-hmm. And grim demeanor. 100% of the time, which I think is pretty much just me yeah, regularly. Always, always. Just Grim. walking around being yep. a massive jackass <laughs> to everyone. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's part of this other group. So there's these, you know, these new kids that come in and there's then this other group, which is Jake Busey and Tati Gabrielle and I and, uh, and, and Amanda. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking on her last name. Steel. Steel, thank you. Um, so we're this, like, what do they call us? The misfits. Yeah. We're this group of misfits. Yeah. And we kind of break into the school uh, and start messing things up for everyone. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah. They totally Especially poor Crawford. Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. that the guy that you impaled on a skateboard? Sure was. Yeah. yeah. Moment yeah. of silence for him. Yeah. We, for sure. we went to go film that fight scene, and he was like, this isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh the injustice. Yeah. He's, he's probably all excited, like, oh, I got this new show. Like, yeah, awesome. exactly. And he just gets <laughs> stabbed. <laughs> and what about your character? Uh, yeah, so I play Ollie Keller. Um, he is a spoiled pretentious rich kid in the apocalypse which those two things just go hand in hand um, I'm surprised he survived so long time. to be honest well no I mean so so you know following sort of the apocalyptic trope you know we have this this group of people who we know and we love and we figure out who they are and how they work in the apocalypse and then we introduce these new people and it you know shakes up the whole paradigm and so that's sort of where where me and my group comes from and um my character and, and his sister Anka, um, uh, yeah, they're they are spoiled. They're completely unequipped to handle the apocalypse, and that's why the, that's why they're a part of this group because yeah. they they picked them up on their way, and they're like, okay, these people are clearly helpless. We need to. <laughs> I know. We need to let them hitch a ride. I know. Us. I mean, I am surprised that they would lasted so long already, but I can kind of see why because they're very good at manipulating people. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he's, you guys are. Maybe not so street smart, but you're brain smart, and you're like, I know how to make these people find right. I mean, me worthy. We've of... done it our entire lives. Yeah, little rat, mm-hmm. <laughs> little weasel, right? But you know what? I love the new additions of the characters, and I think that um, Saxon's character Anka is a really cool one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just think that the entire the entire cast is kind of cool because you guys all kind of just shape shifted into this larger cast. Mm-hmm. And um, was there any challenges going into this new show, knowing that that these characters were already so established, and you were going to kind of having to make your own story, in a sense? I mean, my first, like, five episodes of the show, I kind of just glare at people. Uh, yeah, so I had no true. idea yeah. how I was going to yeah. fit into anything yeah. at all. You had, like, a soft entrance, you know? You're like, they, how? Yeah, they gave me this audition scene, and I was like, oh, cool. And they're like, yeah, you're just going to be Jason Voorhees, essentially. Yeah. He was going to creep around and, uh, and stalk people and murder them in the school. Were, um, were you the one who, like, rolled the skateboard back, like, because there was at one point there was there was a skateboard that goes into this dark room and then there's mm. someone just rolls it out. I'm not sure. who I mean, nobody ever gave me credit for it, but okay. I'm gonna go ahead and take it. You're gonna take it, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was always wondering, like, who is that? Like, he he just like grabbed a skateboard and ran off like it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm like, someone was in there. What was I doing? Was that? A, We're like, what a, a creepy freak. thing. Like, maybe it was just a friendly freak. Maybe he rolling was. the skateboard back. 
I'm gonna kill you with this in a few scenes. Yeah, just for it. I'm not ready yet. You dropped this. I mean, that's kind of the common theme, though, a topic that was discussed. You said friendly freak. Do you think that they have any type of moral? Do you think that they have any type of human left inside of them? I mean, that just, I don't think. something you brought up the other day that you were talking about, this idea of what they are. Yeah, well, and we bring that up this season. Like last season, we're all trying to survive and just fight for our lives. This season brings up the question of. These were people, so can they be back to people after this happens? And if we kill one, are we killing a person? Are we ki- so it brings up this kind of humanity question that we deal with. And also something fun about this season is the first season, in my mind, the show is about us surviving with these freaks. This season, you're not as afraid of these freaks as you are these people. Like, the yeah. people are sometimes more terrifying than these creatures. And so... Uh, the freaks are always there, and that's a constant sort of pressure uh, thing that's happening. But these people, and can I trust these people? Are they going to kill me and steal my home? Or you know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot, a lot of fun sort of things that are thrown into the mix this season that way. I yeah, love, we deal yeah. with the humanity question. So, yeah, yeah. And I hope, I hope by like next season, we really figure out if there is a way to like turn them back. And I think mm-hmm. based on where it's left, right? Uh, my instinct would be to say that we do go that direction because we 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 know that he can go outside without a mask. We yeah. know that Grover might be able to. We know that there's certain people mm. like that. So I would imagine that we'll start to explain what it is and how we can fight it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting that that you know, the apocalypse in this case is started by this like airborne contagion. I mean, when you think about it, some people are allergic to pollen, some people aren't. Some people, you know, have yeah. s- struggle with breathing in certain <laughs> sure. you know population dense places. Some people don't. So you know, there 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 is sort of this idea of like who is allergic and who might not be exactly. Right. You know that kind of thing. Who's treated? Who's a la- test subject? Right. And, yeah, yeah. There's right. there's a lot of interesting. I I, I I will say if you watch the first episode of the first season like it goes in a really interesting direct uh, direction from that to where we're at now yeah, so yeah. It's, it's really really fun definitely yeah. i love the way that season two has kind of evolved and like you said uh, you're almost more afraid of like okay who's yeah gonna, who's on whose side type of thing. even totally all... it's dark and it, like oh, it, yeah. it's yeah it's edgy it's not it's not as much like a high school show anymore you know yeah <laughs> well right when i auditioned for it it was pitched to me as walking dead meets the breakfast club yeah. Yeah. and when i was on set i was like this is not the breakfast club <laughs> yeah this is, this the is like dead. some dark yeah, this is the walking oh, yeah, this is like, day. exactly um, you yeah. missed the scene in the breakfast club where everyone's covered in blood <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i guess i did you must have missed that scene um, yeah, it was a good one. But yeah, it does. It, it again that that sort of typical, you know, ap- apocalypse trope of like eventually enough time goes by that all of the people who have survived mm-hmm. are like dangerous badasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you combine two groups of dangerous badasses, it's it's like survival <laughs> yeah. of the fittest, exactly. you know? Like who's what are you going to do to survive? And who is going to survive? The morally perfect or the guys that are the brutes that just kill whoever's in their way? Like, exactly. which which is the most effective in that situation? I that's would say so the brute that kills I would people. say... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kills people. I mean, so and you were injected with yeah. something. Like, Ryan and I, like, mm, get away. Yeah. Mm, mm. Well, you, well, you can see the, the computer port on the back of my head, which, yeah. which uh, Birdie has as well. And that's sort of the idea that's keeping us, you know, whatever experiment was done on us is yeah. what allows us to breathe in this air. I will say it was super weird my first episode they built this you know this exterior school set and they covered it with all this like yeah. yellow smoke oh, and everything yeah. and everyone it's awful all the crew was they wearing masks. gas masks yeah and they're like all right go ahead in and i'm like where's my Wait, gas yeah. mask like, no it's fine because like, you were walking through a lot of it with... clearly not fine if everyone else is. we don't <laughs> think this stuff causes cancer <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. One of the things that's really interesting too is when you have new cast members that come into a family that is already established, the dynamics actually reflect 
Like, what's going on? We have new people coming into our cast, messing up with us. Who <laughs> I don't, I don't see you on set. You're there like five days. Did we ever have a scene big, together? No way. I never <laughs> had a scene with you. No. Yeah. But it's really cool because you saw me down a hallway at one point. Reflect that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you have these people, and they're like, I, "Can I trust you? Do you get along with our group dynamic? Right. What are you trying to do with us? You know?" And so, like this, this weird kind of like playful, but truly kind of real thing starts happening where you're like, "Oh, life imitates you're like, I don't know about you. Imitates life. <laughs> yep. So true. And it's funny because there are obviously new characters, but Deep. there's also a lot of I, not relationships, but kind of new people thrown in the mix to kind of mess up some of the ships that you all have already Uh that were established. So something that was interesting is like, you're not a new character, obviously, but from the last episode of season one, you guys were kind of like getting a little cuddly on the couch and stuff. And that kind of really played out in this season. So um, I do want to talk about that. But before we do, I want to just let everyone know we are entering a spoiler zone. So like, if you haven't binged the the 10 episodes, like you might want to watch them before we... Oh, it's all a dream. (laughs) We are not. We don't exist. Grover wakes up at the end of the second season. It's like, oh, that was terrible. Violet gets stabbed in the face. That's that is true. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the spoiler zone. I mean, technically, yeah, we already prefaced. We're in the spoiler zone. You heard the alarm. You heard the alarm. If you didn't run away, then (laughs) we didn't have any second pause. It should be off now. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) That's like spoiler zone. Oh, she dies. Okay. Um, so obviously, oh, is, speaking of death, it is a very sad thing, but um, our man LaShawn, uh, so he yeah. is, it's kind of funny, there's obviously like this, this uh, I'm sorry, who? Who? Yeah, who? He's going to kill you. <laughs> it's like, you have this rivalry with him, kind of, you obviously really, really like Zoe, yeah. and, and he obviously is the boyfriend, so whenever he does get this gangrene and it's like his time to go, do you think that your character gave any second thought or was he just like doing it for everyone's well-being or did he have some ulterior motives? I think I think it was a, probably a both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean like there was a level of like if you see in season one he actually is trying to do things I think largely probably out of his care for Zoe. But then season two comes around and he is faced with this position of frankly he's, he's statistically ruining our odds of surviving. Mm-hmm. But then... I'm faced with the moral dilemma of can I actually kill a human being? It's the first time he's ever had to deal with that. And so I think on the one hand, yeah, probably does get something out of it. He really does, you know, probably love and care about Zoe. But then he also knows that at the end of the day, his life depends on it. Right. And then he's also having someone literally begging him, please kill me. That's a tough situation to be put in. Yeah. For For anybody. You know, I I just want to know how you did it, though. I mean, it was just so, like, clean. Pillow. Yeah. Pillow. Oh, okay. I mean, that... That, t- that took five minutes, but... If you notice the folding of the blankets, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a, a, our reference to mm. what Stroking happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least it was... I don't know if it was painless, but at least it was clean. You know what it I'm was saying? Clean. There was no... I really liked that moment also where he's standing over LaShawn. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in your face, you really see the, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do I'm this, gonna, or I... You yeah. know, the, the sort of vacillating between... I thought it was a really strong moment. Really well, because I think it. it also gives you room for people that are like, ah, well, wait, if I was in the position, like, I think if... If he did just be like, <laughs> <laughs> finally, then then no one, there's no empathy. There's no empathy. Exactly. There's nothing. You can't, you, it's, it's, it's not, we actually had a scene in season one and it was something that we you can't really talk about, but there was like, we, we were watching as we were trying to like figure out the character oh, yeah. and we had something with our characters where mm-hmm. like Barrett was a little bit too forward with Zoe. Like he was like kind of, and we were like, there's no way you can escape you can't, that. Yeah, you, you can't get, get back from that. You can't that. get out of that. So that's really been cool to watch is how the, the writing in this season really supports people having multiple dynamics going on. I mean, even with you know some of the, the decisions your character makes about 
trying to say, yeah, everybody died. Like, that's oh. really... You didn't have to do that. I hated at all. the decision mm. that you made. That was I, watched it. Was, I forgot about it. And I, I hated it. I think it's cool with that because, I mean, obviously they can't see, like, the scripts that we're getting in that. But the, the note that was under it was, like, either he just, like, ruined... He just killed all of them by saying that they can't get rescued... Or he saved all of them in the chance of knowing that those people might have actually come to kill them. So it was like, we don't know if you saved us, right. or that was like our complete death sentence, which yeah. I thought was really interesting, because mm. it is open-ended. It's open-ended. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a you know, great metaphorical link to the whole freak dilemma. Like, where, how do you play with morality and survival in an apocalyptic scenario? Yeah. Like, I think everyone just does the best they can and the chips fall as they do. Because yep. sometimes you think, you're like, yeah, I'd totally beat up that person because I hate them, but then would you really? Yeah. You know, exactly. would you actually do it? And I think that's... Would you, would you because, throw your sister out to die? Death oh. is always on the table. That's <laughs> the other weird I thing about the apocalypse. <laughs> 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 right? Uh, I agree, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Grover oh, did. Too real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real throw her out. Just, just put her on a leash and throw her outside. So be sure to tune in to our lovely fun show. It's a just like the breakfast It's uplifting experience watching. But for real, though, I mean, where did this because you you guys have this helicopter that's standing by waiting for you guys and and the fact that your sister made you so mad you realized how selfish and an awful person she was but like that was so drastic of your character to just be like screw this i'm drugging everybody and i'm out of here type of a thing that was also a great scene man it was great i thanks there was it, seriously i enjoyed it it was written well yeah but um well so i mean not to like be rude but like a spoiled rich kid overreacts and does something drastic. Big surprise. That's I true. mean, because we also have to remember, like the you know the the one very stark difference between our show and you know a show like The Walking Dead is maturity. Yeah, we I mean, kids. we're we're kind of. Ollie's like twenty years old. I mean, when <laughs> when 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 you're pissed at your sister for doing something terrible to you, yeah. you do something terrible. It back. feels like the like, end of the world. Yeah, yeah. but but we're actually in the end of the world yep. and so we're actually dealing with end of the world consequences yeah you know less than mature very adult decision making <laughs> yeah. and we're with, not we're not, not capable, adults, not capable. Adults. Yeah. and and that that's that's an overarching paradigm to this whole thing that makes everything uh, very scary i yeah. totally agree people. like in the situation you you think about it and you go would i be uh, trying to have a relationship with this person if the you know the world was ending as it is on the show. And me, in my mind, I go, no. But then I start thinking about it, and I go, well, if I've lost everything, mm-hmm. and you know we're all in high school, yeah, I'm going to want to try and cling to something. So right. you, like you said, you start breaking it down in terms of, like, these are kids, and they're put in really adult situations. You start understanding the logic behind why they do what they do. Right. And we've only been there for, like, two, two weeks. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. The thing. Like, ultimately, too, God, it's as yeah, much as we screw each other over and people are doing this stuff, I think as and much... And screw each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. I think as much as we get, like, we, we think we understand the consequences, we don't really because nah. we haven't been there long enough to, like, have recovered from any of these losses. Right. I think, like, we've all lost so much that we kind of just throw caution to the wind and we go mm-hmm. on this, like, insane bender of, like, mm-hmm. screwing each other over and all that stuff that I don't think we've, like, let any of the dust settle and kind of had to live with that stuff. So we just keep making bad because decisions. It, because it can't. Yeah. I mean, the dust never will settle, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, theoretically speaking. Yeah. And probably literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah the dust and the battle yeah. probably yeah. won't settle. Do you think, though, yeah. that, that your character could ever forgive 
him for oh. doing such a thing. I mean, okay, I this is <laughs> whoa whoa. I've already, I no, I love this. Um, and I talked. To, I I was talking to our show creator and writers about this. Was for me, I think when I got the script, um, there's some things I really relate to Zoe on, and there's other things like with with the stuff that happened between us. I as Megan, I'm like, no, I completely understand what Barrett had to do. Like mm-hmm. that's what he had to do. Um, but I also understand how how Zoe feels in that situation. Obviously, not literally, because never been in that situation. But um, but I would love in season three, ideally, if we get one. My my goal would to be was would be for her to be in the exact same position that he was in. So mm. it's having to do that exact same thing and have everybody be there looking at her, being like, "You're you have to do like like what are you going to do this? Are you going to?" And her knowing because she's with right now, she's pretty much with almost exclusively all the newbies. Mm-hmm. So it's like you've been here longer. Like what do we do? And knowing that responsibility, and then having having to go through and do that. And I think that for her is understanding the position that he was put in and realizing that she would be doing this not out of like spite or disgust for whoever she would have to do this to. It's to save everybody else. And I think in that moment, she could understand and forgive him. And that's what I would love. It'd be selfishly a wonderful character arc. And I'm like, let me do it. Um, but I also think it it makes sense because as much as I sided with Barrett and everything, I was so surprised by all of, like, everyone on social media and all of the fans were like, no, Barrett had to do it. He had yeah. to do it. And I didn't think that they were going to be so on his side and being like and I was getting all this shit for like leaving and they're like I can't believe Zoe betrayed them I'm like I'm sorry I know I'm not on Zoe's side either but like he killed her boyfriend right and so it was crazy to me to see that they were able to look at the bigger picture and know that he was really having a hard time doing it too and so I think that would be something that'd be really really cool for her to do I really like that. And something that I want to see more of, and I would hope in season three we would see this, is more of Jake's character. Because for the first few episodes, we see you kind of like creeping around. And I'm like, who is he? Like, why is he able to walk around without a mask? Mm -hmm. And then whenever we kind of get to know your character a little bit, we don't get to know in depth a lot of like where he came from. Because I don't know, do they erase well, your memory? Honestly, or? Jake doesn't really know where he came from. Um, that was kind of what they said: is he's he's essentially two weeks old. Mm-hmm. Like he was released when the explosion went off, but he's kind of woke up in this laboratory, and you know, Birdie's next to him, and he has this innate need to take care of her and, mm-hmm. and watch over her, but he doesn't really understand why he's doing anything that he's doing. And that was one of the things that that fight scene we talked about with with Crawford. Oh, like, it's cool because you can tell that like you're surprising yourself. Yeah, which yeah, is awesome. They, that was the idea, was that he isn't in control of himself. And he has all this training and this, you know, and these muscles and this awesome beard. And, uh, <laughs> oh. But he doesn't understand any of it. Yeah. So when he's cornered, he lashes out like an animal. But he really does want to take care of Birdie. Yeah. And, and, and he's just playing on these primal instincts. I think his whole experience on this show, he's just survival. Take care of the people I know. Take care of my own. Don't let these people hurt my people. Mm-hmm. Until eventually he kind of realizes that these people can be his people, not his people. They can be Birdie's people. Yeah. And he understands that maybe he did find her a place that she can be in the end. And I don't know if he knows where he fits into that. Because we see you kind of, I mean, whenever they look back, you're gone. So, yeah. like, you're still alive, but we're just wondering, like... Well, am I alive or am I a freak? Oh, that's true. <sighs> 
Could you imagine You're Jake as a free? Oh, no. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can just see like the prosthetics added to you, like maybe oh. like, like <laughs> more time in hair and makeup every day. I mean, that, that would terrify me. I don't know if you guys would be terrified. Yeah. That, that'd oh, yeah. be, I mean, Zoe's be... dead if that happens. She <laughs> yeah. is holding on. By I don't know. A tiny she might thread. be like, oh, look at him. Ollie's yeah. fine. You want to rescue him? You never know. Uh, this could be another ship. I could. Yeah, you think so? Barrett wants it. My theory is that you're gonna you're gonna like be like a like a dark like overlord. So while while Ooh. we're doing um, our wish lists, mm-hmm. I want Ollie to be like the governor. Yeah, yeah. that's what that I think the, too. Yeah, that nice. he establishes this new community, faux utopian society <laughs> in the apocalypse <laughs> with his you know helicopter, yep. and then y'all find him, and it's like, oh, we're at war. I also kind of like the idea of you being like not a mastermind behind everything that's happening but like getting intel on us and then we like find you and you're in a suit with like all of like Keller Chemical and you're like okay so the kids are still in high school and this is what's happening and this is what's happening and all that stuff yeah and you're like seriously evil so like for those who don't look at I mean for those who don't know what is your parents involvement in all of this because obviously you're trying to hold the fact that you are a Keller and once people find out, everyone freaks out. So, like, what was their involvement in all of this? I don't think we know. <laughs> I don't. We I don't mean, because yeah. again, again, like you have, and I, I just, if there are any like you know rich kids watching, like I'm not you know bashing you. We're just jealous. But but the, we're we're, we'll playing, we're playing with a very specific paradigm of like spoiled rich kids, right? Mm-hmm. And and. I, I think they spend their parents' money. I don't think they care where it comes from. I don't think they know what their parents are doing. I don't think their parents talk about it. Like, you know, they just live in a castle on the hill. Um, I don't think they have any idea. But Which is ironic because yeah. for from what we can assume based on the explosion, they were probably there, which means they're probably dead. Although, who knows? Maybe they were... Or- if they orchestrated all of it, then maybe they're off somewhere, in which case Ollie's probably regrouping. But if they're dead, yeah. Ollie's the head of the company. Yeah. So mm. so that's sort of like, oh, welcome to office, Mr. President. Here's Ooh. all the shit on aliens. It's yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, now he's... Now he knows. I want to know what his reaction would be mm-hmm. to all this because I don't know if he'd be scared and like want to step away from it, or if he would embrace it because it's part of his family. He would. Ha- well, he would have to embrace it. It's yeah. his company now, which means he's complicit. Yeah, and is going to do everything he can to continue whatever the cover up is. Definitely, and which s- is another interesting paradigm that hopefully we'll get mm-hmm. to play with should a season three happen. Yeah, and like the whole thing going on with the parents and like not knowing their involvement. Your situation was different than Grover's situation because I don't think Grover had any idea no that his <clears throat> father was in charge of this Project Wednesday. Yeah, and exactly. And so that was probably like a hard hit on your character. Yeah, that's it was a really difficult thing because uh, Grover's a guy who always strives to do the right thing and be as morally just as he can. And here he is finding out that he has direct involvement by association to who caused this experiment that, or this test to go wrong that caused this uh, outbreak of whatever it is. Um and so there's this weird sort of guilt involvement, ashamed that, you know, he's trying to help people through the situation, but he's a part of the reason it's going on. And mm-hmm. so that was a really interesting thing. I was really excited when I read that part because that's a fun thing to play, uh, a really conflicted, you know, situation like that. Yeah. Uh, his dad's basically in charge of, you know, Project Wednesday. Yeah. So. 
And it's kind of interesting to see your character and Tyler's kind of go off and be misfits because you guys are kind of well, dro- driven out of. It's it's the kind school. of like unlikely mm-hmm. friends. You know what I mean? Like we're the two opposites yeah. on the show, and we're both put in a position where in episode five I get accused of doing something that I did do, but I do it for good reason. The the uh, sabotaging the oh, yeah. uh, beacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and says you. So, I, I think it's for abs- I totally agree with everything. You killed Maybe. Felicity. <laughs> Unintentionally killed Felicity. Felicity I, put I herself in danger. I won't yeah. rehash this. <laughs> no. um, yeah, we're just reenact the scene. No. Uh, so yeah, I get basically I, banished from the school, and Barrett chooses to come with me. And there's this sort of uh, dynamic where we don't like each other, right. and we are by the end of it friends. I mean, it's the first time you actually see Barrett open up to someone about like being friends with anyone, you know. <laughs> And, uh, uh-huh. you know, I get to see what his life was like. And it, it, it's interesting also because Barrett's this, again, rich kid uh, who is self-made. And Grover sees where he came from in his house. And he starts to understand why Barrett is the way he is. Right. So, Definitely. Yeah. And we see your character really kind of break down because we've never really seen. I mean, we've seen an emotional side of him, but it's very guarded. Yeah. And to see your character just totally strip all that away by a figment of, your imagination because you're not there oh yeah yeah yeah. and it was very apparent that you weren't because you were totally acting different yeah but you needed to cling on to have someone with you because you were all alone in that situation yeah and i think i think a lot of a lot of barrett's things are his his survival in the world was constantly based on manipulating things in order to or being one step ahead of things so he designs an app so he can be popular and have more money and be able to feel like he has some form of power even though he comes from a family which is actually like really loving and giving but he never feels like he's an insider mm-hmm. and so like you know even when he, like what's really cool is that you know because our, our, our whole hacker group we knew about this and I think he's genuinely stepping from this point of care but it's all buried Everything, his feelings, he's not okay with them. He, he's, he doesn't have confidence in being able to be like, I would like to be your friend. I would, you know, and, but then when there's a, when there's a necessary danger, when there's something where there's real problem solving, he's like, oh, wait, I can, I can do this now. I can do this now. Yeah. And then what, the, uh, what I loved about it was just there were these decisions which were so confusing for him mm-hmm. because they were, they were, they were more of, of a Grover type of decision. It was more of, and I think, you know, the moment he had to like kill Deshaun, he was like, oh, that's what you were saying about Mary. That's what you mean. Like, there are all these things about, like... There's a lot of those parallels in the show where one character, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. one character will go through something, doesn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, someone else tries to give him advice on it, and then they end up being put in the same position, and they come back to the character and go, I realize why you did what you did. Yeah. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. Like Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar situation as LaShawn. Uh, and you don't understand it, so that would be yeah. the logical next step. Yeah, and it's really cool to have Grover's hallucination kind of represent like, self denial, yeah. like having that being this one final step, and like really trying to show what does it take to truly open up into yourself and admit maybe you were wrong mm-hmm. or maybe you hurt on the inside. Like that's that's really cool. That's a really cool way to do. So that. It was also interesting for us because as me, I go through the show playing Grover, and then I get this episode where I'm just not. Yeah, like I yeah. just completely the opposite. So. Uh, we had a lot of conversations on basically like, what am I to him? Am I, you know, his conscience telling him how guilty he is? It's I'm that little thing in you where you go through a situation, you did the wrong thing, and you feel like crap about it. Yeah. That was me talking to him. And so that was a really interesting dynamic to play. And watching him go to a brand new place as Barrett was really 
really cool to see too. You know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you all, I'm pretty sure that you two believe that everyone else is dead because yeah. of what he's what what he's done. Yeah. Mm. And so <laughs> it's you, man. You just They're screwed not everything dead. up. But the you guys. Well, in, in a way, though, if you think about it, he's by him saying everyone was dead in the school, it could be him trying to protect everyone no or you know what i'm saying like it, it, it leaves it open to yeah. you know he could have said they're still alive they would have sent a cleanup crew and and killed everyone that's true so because that makes me think that you don't necessarily trust them like the, your family well, as well we, which i think exactly is cool. we talked about that mm-hmm. that that when ollie pushes that button he thinks that like his dad's friend mm-hmm. is gonna come down and be like oh come on in the drop but it's a <laughs> dude he's never seen and two guys with yeah. big guns yeah yeah and so it's there's really real. There's the moment where it's like, okay, they're not going to kill me because I'm the son of the empire, but everything that they said was right. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I think is, and you can see that on your face in that moment, which I think yeah. is so, yeah. it's so cool because it, it, it's it, it's a similar storyline to what we're doing is when we we as season one cast members like our our group we season two start not trusting each other and then mm-hmm. yours is like this is your comfort, this is your family, this is the company, and then suddenly it's like oh maybe everything I thought was true is not true mm-hmm. and like all that stuff which I think is I think is cool yeah I never really I guess I just thought you were just rude for leaving everyone but I didn't really realize that you may try be trying to protect everyone in a yeah, sense I mean, you we need just, to it's give open. Ollie a little bit more credit <laughs> okay <laughs> or, or well because and literally like it is kind of funny because it's it's one or the other he's yeah. either yeah. going to be pure evil mm-hmm. or he's gonna try to save the day mm-hmm. and that's awesome yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, I really want to know what Jake's involvement in all this is going to be because you guys are all established at the school. He's off getting ready yeah. to like run the empire, and you we see leave. We don't know what you are. We don't know if you've turned or what's going on. But you're still going to be a part of the story, I would imagine. I mean, you can't just like bring in a character and then just like leave like that. Uh, especially a character like Jake. Yeah, who's such a crazy powerhouse of unrefined nonsense. Handsomeness. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. need the facial hair. We need it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to grow that beard again. <laughs> Did you hate it? Wouldn't it be I, cool? Wouldn't uh, it be cool if Ollie just has like a, a beard, a, an army, a beard, <laughs> just like an army of Jakes? Oh, because yeah, you're yeah. a creation of my father's company. Oh, there's only one. Like I'm sorry. You. There's only yeah. one. Brand. There's only one. Brand. No, no. An army of an army of Jakes. You get to play. Yeah, you get to play. And pay an army. Yes. We should. We should do like a season two and a half, where we write what we think is going to happen. And what's not nearly as good as we think it's going to be. All the ideas are not that great. Like, wow, we tied up all these loose ends, and all these people suck now. That's that's an interesting question. Like, where where does Jake go after that? If he's tasked himself with protecting Birdie at all costs and he's gotten to her point where she can be safe where does he go does he just go roam the wasteland by himself or is he, he gonna go to Mad Max come find me bro you wanna hang out yes I have a copter right exactly you guys could see the world you know but it would be interesting though to see cause I mean I feel like your character even though he doesn't really know who he is yet he spends all of his energy trying to make sure others are safe so he'll either find himself out in the wilderness a or B, he's gonna search for someone else to save in a sense because that's what right. he's programmed to yeah. do. Yeah, he's got. I mean, the the idea was that he was a soldier before all of this happened to him. Cool. They erased his memory, so he he's got those instincts in him. Is you know, no man left behind. I take care of my people, and I and I need to make sure everyone's safe. So does he does he roam and and try to kill all the freaks on his own? What does he do? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's something I'd be really interested to explore. Yeah. And on that note, let's move into like conclusions of like what we know in the end and what we could hope for moving forward if there's like a season three. I got shot. Mm. 
<laughs> you did. You don't get shot. <laughs> you got shot. I got shot. <laughs> and you remove your mask, and it's it's one of those things where we would all think, oh, he would be turning by now. He would, you know, he's he's. But I don't. But you're kind of like this test subject, I guess, from your dad. Yeah. So we hint at it when we are in the F, the Federal Emergency Service camp when we find yeah. it on the computer. There's a moment where there's we're reading about these test subjects. And it says, uh, you know, this was found. The last test subject didn't go well. Next test subject was to be retrieved. And the photo mm-hmm. that yeah. ever that I was hiding was a retrieval target. So the insinuation that is that I am also a lab experiment, similar to Jake and Birdie. And obviously the gas does not affect me. Right. So mm. I've been wearing a painter's mask, for sweating nothing. my ass off for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, Do you have a computer port hidden somewhere that we don't know about? No, I was buddy. thinking it's that. a big one too. <laughs> um, but so with your character, I'm, we're guessing now that you you had been tested on at a younger age. Maybe not to the extremes that I mean. He's been implanted with something, and, and yeah, I definitely don't know about it. That's the yeah. thing. Is Grover's completely lost if it is That's something it's something that his dad drugged every day i mean it might yeah. be something He's that his real. dad protected him for knew this was going to happen and said you know what i'm going to protect him not married but i'm going to protect yeah. him <laughs> you know what i mean that's the thing is like my firstborn yeah, yeah. <laughs> vaccinate my- like, so, let me children them. get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Just make but, sure it's by the right people. But yeah, at the end, you see uh, someone standing over me, and I say "dad," and so yeah, there's gonna be a dad. He me. looks creepy too. He's like, it's a <laughs> dark figure standing over your bed, and you're just sitting there like yeah. naked. Like, the, always the fun, the fun thing about those, the fun thing about those is like they obviously you know we don't know if we're coming back to the third season so they're not going to cast the character so we have an ambiguous person standing there that we kind of think is going to be around the size and height and you know right. look of the dad so we did that, that it's always awkward shooting with someone that's just it's probably it was like one of the <laughs> great, was great. see you again probably Maybe. not yeah. it was this, it was this, this guy, shot it was this it's shot he was standing and he, he's great I watched but this scene he, I'm laying down and just bear with me he, he puts his hand <laughs> there, there, he puts his hand on my shoulder and there's this long camera shot where they just they pull back slowly and it you know builds suspense and it's great but the line is dad and the gentleman that was playing my dad just is stroking my arm and staring into my eyes and so for like 20 <laughs> seconds just imagine imagine me going I go dad and he just goes your right de- your delivery should have been more like Dad. Dad. Or it would have been Tom. really interesting if he would have been like, Daddy? 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 Daddy, Daddy, Daddy what Daddy. show is this? Daddy. But yeah, he's, and so there's this eye contact. And at one moment, I was freaky. Needs to be. I had to stop and go, yo, can we just can we just cut the stroke? The stroke. Just, like, <laughs> was he just like, oh, my bad, bro? Yeah, no, I mean, they told me to do it, so it wasn't him. He was doing everything perfect. Do you know if he's a father in real life? Because we need to make some calls. I think, yeah, yeah. I think he just had a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, congrats, buddy. Uh, congrats. <laughs> I was like, let's get back Let's, get, let's <laughs> get back on track. Let's get back on track. Oh, anyway, uh, so, with Barrett... Um, uh, Can you repeat the, the question? Actually, just I do really love this because we, we have... It's emotional. It's very emotional for me. Do you need me to, like, stretch no, your shoulder? Um, or are we good? Because, speaking of dads, my dad and your family dad? and entire family is going to be uh, kind of... I think they might have an appearance in season three because you mm. notice we kind of were in the house. Mm-hmm. Lots of family. The other thing is Tanya, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, hmm, who mm-hmm. previously had some flirtation with our boy here. Uh, 
you know, finds we were me in love. The oh my gosh, that is the love. same girl. What do you mean? That's the same girl. So, and that's a, that's for a lot of people. Ooh. Some people didn't always notice that, but that's the same girl. And so, I think we're going to see a lot about that. I think Barrett actually might even start developing his own relationship in his own world again mm. because everyone's dead. Yeah, he thinks I'm everyone's dead. dead. I know, I know but right. then so they're going to Ross and Rachel. No, you, get away from yeah. Me. yeah, no, do not call me Rachel. I'm a Monica. Oh, okay, but Joey Tribbiani calling. Too smart. How you doing? <laughs> They're gonna Ross and Rachel you, yeah, as no, in. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Don't but I literally written down in my notes. Barrett begins his journey to move on since he thinks everyone is dead. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And what relationship stands? I don't his think his mending there's... process, his self help. <laughs> we, we, we can, we can hang out, the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, he was originally a hacker, so I think that's his other big thing is to try and get back, get back at Keller. You know, uh, so much that he's lost. I mean, he already tried getting back, and that worked out well. So this time he's gonna cause the chemical Do outbreak you think you to can go everywhere. That may be so. The thing you know, is, he's like, a white hat hacker. Yeah. And they're the special. <laughs> this is a big ongoing bit we have. Uh, it, was just, it's just, it was a line in the script that we just we thought was great. It was just a white hat hacker. White so hat he's always hacker. a white hat hacker. White, yeah. hat, hacker. white, hat, white hacker. hat hacker. That's a nice nickname. Yeah, but it's going to be, I'm really excited to see what happens with Barrett. Definitely. And like all the relationships that we had, had pre-established, those are all pretty much broken down. Done. I mean, yeah. they're gone. You know, Done. I mean, speaking She's of, dead. I mean... I love Liza so I much. Like you. I love her to death, and she's gone. She's dead. She's dead. She's well, dead. Well, that, that was that was. A, I was just gonna say that's a tough thing because when Grover finds out that everyone at school is dead, he has a moment of realizing that Violet's dead, and that's a weird thing because they ended on really bad terms, and yeah. it's horrible to lose someone in the first place. But when you care about them and you leave on bad terms, there's gonna be sort of a recon- has to be. Uh, a reconciliation of realizing that there's never going to be anything else in that, and that's going to be scary. I like that they did that, though, because I think uh, that you rarely see that. You see people tying up loose ends, and that's how you can predict characters dying, is because you're like, oh, you're so happy in here, and all these things are getting mended in your life. Oh, you're not safe. You're going to die. But I think that's, I mean, I think that was such a cool thing. And I also think when, when you guys eventually come back to the school, which I am really hoping you do, because I need to get out of the school. Right. Maybe we all leave. I'm or trapped. maybe you guys leave. Yeah. I, but no, but I think it'd be, it's, it would be amazing to have a scene where you guys get back there, you think that we're dead, you see <sighs> me, you realize that and I think we're alive, Violet's and you alive. think Violet's mm. still alive. And then that has to become mm. that like that wave of being like, I've already mourned this, and then you get this like sear of hope, and then that's gone. Yeah. I think and then they're really like, cool. bro, she got shanked in the eyeball. Yeah. Like. And Jake like, Busey well, got her. I guess I can She's finally gone. be with Ollie. And like, but here's the, the thing: eyeball. Ollie's gone. You'll be like, okay. I'm really yeah. bummed that we didn't do a bit when she got stabbed in the eye. The knife didn't just like. Oh, oh my god! What is it? You know what? Here's another theory. I mean, like Violet. What? 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 Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> she, she did get stabbed in the eye, but there there could be. I mean, she's exposed. She could have lived. Window, the window breaks, so she could have turned into a she's freak and just dead. have like she a. Could live. She's definitely dead. You just, she comes back with an eye patch. Nope, she's 100 percent dead. Oh, then she's the governor. <laughs> and I'm she's the down. governor. Watch season three. I'm not down with that. Definitely. <laughs> well, speaking of season three, I mean, like obviously we don't know anything yet, but um, that's something that you'd all be excited for. I'm assuming. including the fact that I was sorry. We don't know if there is going to be a season three, so there's that too. I was just thinking, like, I wonder if the creators or writers are like watching. Yeah, and they're like just being like, they are so. Yeah, either be like, this is great, or or like, no, they're so off. What are they talking about? Or like, dang it, that's what I was writing. I predicted stuff from last season, and that happened this Uh, season. So I I like to think that I've been right, which is now they're like deleting everything that I've said. You guys better get some royalties for for plots for plots that you've created. Just don't kill me. That's all I need. Yeah. One of the things I'd like to see is I'm not just like what happens to Jake afterwards, but what happened to him before. 
Yeah. I would love to see you know how they got uh how they got Birdie involved in this and they're totally. start, starting experimenting on kids and possibly mm-hmm. children of them you know their own people and yeah. the, what the whole history with that is like where did Jake come from is he a volunteer was he taken from somewhere yeah. where so like, sorry then I know me and Same. Anka must be immune oh. if you are I mean why oh well yeah. no th- 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 here's the thing dad. here's the thing my dad was uh, he was you were the, he, was he was a rogue he was a scientist no well yes the, in my mind the way I thought of it we haven't actually explained <laughs> it but my dad's a scientist and he got wind that this was going on I, I like to think that my dad's a good guy and he was like I can't stop this, but what I can do is lay, lay this sort of yeah. no lay yeah I'll lay down favorite one Sophie's choice <laughs> yeah lay down these sort of clues to explain to you know Grover or whoever that this is what's going on so they can help you know because I would maybe better instead of like doing clues of just like telling you but I yeah <laughs> did you have me. a mask on though in that ending scene or were you were you outside or what you know I I always have. I've always had masks on when I go. Masks on. We all wear masks. But I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but in that one scene where you're like talking to the the guys and you're like, oh, they're all dead. I could have sworn you didn't have a mask on. I didn't, but then I put it on on the way up. Oh, God. You'll remember because then I have a moment where the mask is on and I look back at the door like, am I doing the right thing? And then I'm like... Yep. DGAF, let's go. <laughs> also, my favorite thing is to read in the comments. The fans are just like so on the chemicals. They're like, um, if you get into a car, it's going to sweep in like third. They're like, okay, also exhaust. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, yes. You know, but like, what's your favorite minutes. takes? Come on. You, we'd, we'd like be outside of the car. And then I love, like, because sometimes you're just so in the moment. <laughs> this is not a good actor thing to say. I but I'd get into the car. <laughs> I'd get into the car and I'm like, yo, man, it's, it's crazy out there. And they're like, Tyler. Your mask. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you. One more, please. No, that was us on the roof scene. We would like that go on the roof. Right. And we were terrified, and there's so many times I turn around, I'm like, does everyone have everything on? I'm like, oh no, I forgot everything I have. This whole time where we prep for this, I forgot to put it all on. We have to start again. That's you amazing. Forget. Yeah, you don't. You're not used to having to wear a mask. I no, mask, sunglasses, really, scarf. It's really fun to wear masks, scarves, four coats, four coats. nine pairs of when pants. It's when it's a hundred degrees in Los Angeles, that was great. And you're allergic to the smoke. Did they add all that smoke in? Like no. after the factor is, are no, you? They added on. That's to it. there for. Well, they, they had smoke in the van, but, but the hard part is you're on a the roof machines. and oh. there's wind Sorry. and you have smoke machines no and no matter how much you pump <laughs> out there, smoke gets blown away by the wind. So oh, yeah. it's like you're running take after take to try and get the special angle yeah. of. You know, set the smoke there so it blows into right. frame. Because sometimes the pain. smoke could just go AWOL and just like go the yeah, opposite. Yeah, and you've point. got crew members who have like giant cardboard things who are just like this close to you, just fanning it directly into your face. Yeah. You're like, I know this it's looks like, great for I you, but breathe. I'm choking. <laughs> right? I mean, that really goes to show it's like a, an extra thing that you have to kind of prepare for as an actor. It's oh. like crazy. Dude, the scenes in the ambulance, this was great. <laughs> We'd be sitting in the ambulance and we're sitting on a soundstage. So we have uh, a heavier grip sitting on the like the back of the truck. Bouncing like this, <laughs> no. right? Bouncing because tr- yeah. just just bouncing, and then we have someone in front of us has like cardboard bits, and they're just throwing them right. Yeah. At, 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 there's a fan, and they're just throwing them in front of the windshield, and then you have a little bit like some some guy with a light will just have it, and he'll go <gasps> right by. And so you're sitting, you're having this really emotional scene. The truck's doing this, and then all of a sudden I hit the windshield wipers. We're like crying, and it's like ee ooh ee ooh ee, and you're bouncing up and down. You know there's some dude on the back going checking his phone, bouncing right. the car. So there. <laughs> There's these moments where you go, this is why uh, 
they pay Everyone actors, actors. Right. because you have to be on your stuff because it's, it's not real <laughs> at would, all. I would love to see like what you guys are seeing, like the guy. Oh no, you don't. The guy, who, don't the, the guy who was doing the dust is my favorite. There's one who was just like I just knew he was having such a wonderful day because he he's standing right in front of the car and he's just going. <laughs> he was so passionate about it. He was so passionate about it. And I'm like... Because he's timing mm-hmm. it. He's like, this and... Is... Again. We also, look up also, like, I mean, seeing Keller Chemical, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, and then he's like... Yeah. <laughs> There's also the same thing with, you know, you're looking up, you're supposed to see... And you just see, like, the producers walking by, <laughs> eating sandwiches. And I was like... Mm, Christian Bale, I get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> just I mean, I mean, 100%. I mean. There's a small it's part of me that's like, the same. no, it's not. But <laughs> yeah. I look at that and I go, I go. But I, okay, yep. fine, yeah. good point. Yep. Good no, point. I'm not but saying that it was just right, but, that yeah. was literally us on the roof, like that. But I'm just like, I can't. Right. Like, when it was like, no. okay, we're rolling. We're just gonna wait like 20 minutes before we shoot, and we're like, okay, we're dying. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I counted. I had 15 bottles of water that day. Mm. I didn't pee once. Oh yeah. Sweat it all out. The RV that all the misfits live in before they get to school. That's covered. In tarp, which oh, is you know, the in the heat, of in that. The heat. so it just traps heat in. They're like, Brent, why don't you uh, carry this thirty pound thing of guns up these stairs and walk in and say your line? Four times in a row, they'd be like, Yeah, could you try it again, but not out of breath? And you're like, <laughs> no, physically, physically, no, I can't. And you were wearing that thermal too, right? Yeah. So that's oh. like, so I come up and I'd be like, I found us a new home. <laughs> I also don't know if you guys noticed, but you know the bits uh, that they put in the air that a- it was supposed to be ash. You know that stuff bled onto your skin? Like, it would no, dye no. your skin. It would get wow. in your shirt, and it would turn black on your skin. So for, like, three days, there would be black smudges on your we skin. We love our job, I love our job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love no, no, no. everybody. This is job security, please. No, I lo- I'm so happy for this job. It's so happy, but I you forgot to You forgot to do the little siren that this is the part where we just complain. <laughs> Actors complaining corner. To be totally frank with you, I, I didn't actually notice any of it. I was just commenting on what other people right. said. And right. season three, Barrett's very uh, excited. Uh, season three, Barrett's the only one alive. <laughs> The thing is, though, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and sure, you guys were sweating, you guys were having like this crazy but time that's part to get of it. it. But then yeah. it makes it so much more exciting to show people because it's and like I worked so hard for this. That yeah. creates yeah, it looks the real. Sort of, yeah, because yeah. it. I mean, so we're to really struggling. Yeah, we're sweating. That's the thing. This is an apocalyptic show, so there is a struggle. And when yeah. you go through it on set, I mean, there's a degree of like method with it. Seriously, where like yeah. you know, if you're exhausted and you're, I mean, it, it really does help bring you there. You yeah. know, so I mean, there is that mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I'm rooting for season three. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank in. You, Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. So much fun. And again, fun. where can everyone find you all on social media? Tyler Chase official. Ooh. On Instagram. You have to keep Instagram. saying where it is, dude. <laughs> there. My, I'm, on, I'm Megan Rings on Instagram, Twitter, all of it. At Brant Doherty on all of the things. Who is Leo on Instagram? <laughs> I am Leo Howard on Twitter. At Ryan McCartan on Twitter. At M-C-C-A-R-Y-A, pronounced Macaria. Macaria. On Instagram. Follow me. Great updates. McCracken. Cracking. Got a black and white theme. I know. Hashtag Nikki DiBartino. She told me to do it. I love it. I love it. And you guys can find me everywhere at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. Make sure to follow these guys. They've got a lot of really cool, exciting projects coming up. And uh, thanks again, guys. We will see you all next week. Yeah. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.